This is the Off Kilter Podcast. It is about breaking rules, listening to your ovaries, and coloring outside of the lines. Each week, we will connect and be in conversation about how to reignite your sexuality, feel powerfully graceful, and deeply connected to your body, all while navigating life. I am your teacher, Amy Kate Burr. Welcome to episode 42 of the Off-Kilter podcast. Today's episode is part one of a three-part series that I did on my IGTV around how to recover well from training. So part one, or this episode today, is for women who train and want to learn how to fuel their training and recover better. So we're going to look at daily fueling and fueling to support their training and recovery. I think that how you recover is just as important as when and how you train. And a lot of women overtrain and undernourish themselves. Therefore, I don't believe that they're recovering well. They don't rest enough and they certainly don't have a recovery protocol to support their training. So I'm seeing a lot of red umbrellas that aren't working right. And then they're training on top of this. And this often leads to fatigue, injuries, delayed recovery, uh, lack of progress or results in their training, irregular cycles, and sometimes even weight gain. Uh, specifically abdominal weight gain. Where we need to start is uh, this question that I get asked often, which is how do I know when to train hard and to push and when to prioritize rest and recovery? So the first piece here is looking at the difference between rest and recovery, and they aren't the same thing. So rest is passive. I can have a rest day, a day I don't train, And of course, it's important in supporting our red umbrella and we need more of it. We need more of uh, a stillness practice. We need to rest more, but we need more when it comes to our training. We really need an active uh, protocol, a practice that we do regularly. Recovery is active. There are steps that I take to make sure I'm adapting to and recovering from my training. So I have a recovery protocol, I have a practice that I do regularly because if I want to train hard, train long, have a practice that is uh, long and consistent, I need to make sure that I'm recovering well regularly. So how do we recover well? Well, for me, there's two prongs to this. There's two conversations Uh, and the first conversation is, Are you eating to support your red umbrella, your physiology? Uh, Because most women don't eat enough to support their red umbrella and then they're training on top of this. So they're already at a deficit. They're already not eating enough just to support their nervous system, to support their red umbrella. And then they're training on top of this. And this is why we see fatigue, injuries, delayed recovery, lack of progress, irregular cycles and hormonal imbalances. So for me, it's starting with eating to support the red umbrella, eating to support the physiology. Because if we look at what what is food for, food is a tool to downregulate our nervous system, to to support our red umbrella. It's an important prong in there. For those of you who know me and you know my work, 
you know that I'm fascinated with three prongs in particular, your cycle prong, your training prong, and your food prong. Food also assists in the creation of energy on a cellular level. So we need it. Uh, our cells need it. Our body needs it to function. Uh, food also supports our metabolism, and it does fuel our training and support our recovery. But if we don't eat enough to support our right umbrella, uh, we definitely aren't eating to fuel our training and to support our recovery. So how do I eat to support the red umbrella? How do I nourish that food prong? Food frequency and balanced meals, I believe, are one of the simplest ways to nourish that food prong, to regulate the blood sugar and consequently stress. Uh, and then the second part of this conversation, once we have that, that food prong uh, nourished on a basic level, like the foundation set, we can then look at fueling our training and supporting our recovery. How do you support the food prong of your red umbrella? Eat every three to four hours, balance your meals with real whole foods, good quality proteins, fiber, so loads of veggies, uh, cooked veggies, root starchy carbohydrates, sugars like fruits and quality fats. Females need carbohydrates. Research says that we need at least about 120 grams of carbohydrates to support our hormones. And females in particular that are on this high-fat, low-carbohydrate eating, it elevates their cortisol, which increases their catabolism, and it can harm their protein synthesis. So uh, what happens is that it breaks down our muscle tissue. So I believe uh, we need all three essential macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Now, depending on the state of your red umbrella, remember that we don't find a way of eating. We create one for us. So the amounts of these three macronutrients may vary depending on that red umbrella, depending on the physiology, uh, on the state of your umbrella, your hormones, your cycle, your training. And that's super key to remember. But when I start working with women who have a really weak red umbrella, they need support in that food prong. We need some consistency. We need some balance. And so where I start is eat often, eat enough, and balance your meals. And then we would start creating a way of eating for them based on their red umbrella, their cycle, their physiology, their hormones, and their training. I have been asked often about fasting. Um, I did an episode on fasting. It's episode 34, why I don't recommend fasting. So I invite you to listen to that where I share my thoughts on fasting. So that's the first piece of the conversation. How do I nourish the food prong just to support my red umbrella? And then now I want to look at eating to support my training and my recovery. The first place we start here is knowing that your nutritional needs change depending on the stressor. Training is stressful. It's a good stressor, but it's still stressful. And my nutritional needs will change uh, between a short, easy session and a long, intense endurance session. My nutritional needs will change between uh, a hot, humid session and if I'm lifting heavy, uh, if I'm weight training, all of these are stresses 
and my nutritional needs will change depending on that stressor. So the first piece is knowing your stressor and then understanding how to eat to support that type of training, that stressor. Today, we're going to focus on uh, eating to support strength training. Most of my training is strength training, body weight strength training, gymnastic strength training, and weightlifting. And most of my work with females is strength training. So how do I eat to support my training and my recovery? Well, we really need to look at the cycle. Uh, and our nutritional needs do change during our cycle. And it does play a role in our training and our recovery. So if you look at the first phase of our cycle, which is our low hormone phase, weeks one and two of our cycle, we can train harder, we can train longer, we are in our red circle window, this is a great time for high intensity training, PBs, max efforts. So if we can train harder and we can train longer and we want to go for PBs or max efforts, we then need to make sure we are eating enough at the right times. So the first piece is... Am I eating enough for my red umbrella? Yes. Okay. Now, am I eating enough uh, to support this stressor? And am I eating at the right times to support this training? The whole idea about going out and training is that you're putting your body under stress and you want your body to recover from that stress uh, so you can cultivate the results that you want, so you can recover well. The next piece that we look at is what's the function of the food around the training or what's the function of the refuel? Uh, because that depends on the type of stressor, the type of training that I'm doing. If I'm doing a long endurance session, a hard endurance session, maybe in a hot, humid environment, well, the function of the food or the refuel here really might be just to hydrate. Uh, if I'm doing a lot of intense weightlifting, uh, the function of the refuel is often to slow down that muscle catabolism, to help the muscles recover from the training. So once you have identified what's the stressor, uh, then you need to look at well, what's the function of the refuel. And when it comes to strength training, Often the function of the refuel or uh, eating before and after training is to slow muscle catabolism and to help us adapt to and recover from that training, to help the muscles repair. So there are a couple of windows that you want to think about before training. So you want to have about 10 to 15 grams of protein before training and about 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrates. The protein is key here. Because the protein increases the amount of amino acids that are circulating in you. So you end up with less of a signal to break down muscle tissue from the progesterone. So remember in the second phase of your cycle, progesterone is the dominant hormone. And progesterone is catabolic. So it, it disrupts protein synthesis and it wants to break down our muscle tissue. So if we're eating that protein before we train, uh, we're really dulling that signal we're turning that signal down to break down that muscle tissue from progesterone we're kind of armoring up i guess against progesterone and eating that protein before training also starts our ability to uh, recover as we have these amino acids circulating and then the carbohydrate really is just to top up our glycogen stores but it does depend on the kind of stressor that we're putting our body through 
So you want your pre-training snack to do three things. You want it to provide you full fuel, so some energy. You want it to minimize muscle breakdown, which is why it needs to have protein in it. And you want it to make you feel good. So you don't want it to cause GI upset or GI disturbance. Uh, and then the second time that I want you to think about is after training. So after a weightlifting session or a strength session, you have a 30-minute window to have between 20 to 25 grams of really good quality protein. This will help with uh, muscle repair and adaptation. And after that 30-minute window, you have about another hour and a half to replace uh, the sugars back into your liver and your muscles. So really, you have about 90 minutes to uh, get a meal back into you. So if you were to neglect that 30-minute window of protein, your total recovery time is about 90 minutes. But if you can get that protein within 30 minutes, it's really going to help uh, support your body's ability to recover well from training. So why is protein super important? Well, we spoke a little bit about it. It's composed of essential amino acids. And those amino acids are like building blocks uh, of the muscle. So if you don't have them there, it's really hard to build muscle. It aids in what we call protein synthesis, which is really also known as muscle building. So the more protein you eat, uh, the more lean muscle mass will incur. The more lean muscle mass you have, the heavier you'll be able to lift, the harder you'll be able to push, the faster you'll be able to move, uh, the better your basal metabolic rate will be. So protein and its essential amino acids, they also help in uh, repairing muscle. So when we work out, we damage or we break down the muscle. And in order to restore and repair the tissue and ultimately get stronger and leaner, we need to properly fuel for that, uh, for this recovery. So a diet high in protein isn't just about the performance, it's about that, that recovery uh, so that we can really get back into the gym or uh, back into our next session and perform at our best. We've recovered well. Like I said, progesterone is super catabolic and it can decrease our ability to build muscle. So having that little bit of protein before uh, and after definitely knocks that progesterone aspect back and allows our muscles to recover and adapt. Uh, another thing that high progesterone also does, it increases our sodium losses. Uh, it delays our sweat response and it raises our core temperature. So it can make us more prone to heat stress and we can easily fatigue during longer workouts in this second phase of our cycle. So it's super key uh, to stay on top of our hydration and we can also think about eating more watery fruits and veggies uh, with a little bit more added salt throughout the day to increase the amount of water that is actually in our bodies. Uh, yeah, hydration. Hydration is key. Uh, we have so much trouble even drinking enough to support our red umbrella. We really need to be drinking 40 to 45 mils per kilo of body mass per day. So it could be around an average of three liters. Uh, Dr. Stacy Sims has great research on hydration and fueling for endurance sports. So I highly recommend that you check her out and her workout. She has some great rehydration protocols in place, especially if you do more of an endurance sport.
The last piece really is before training hard in a low hormone phase, so the second phase of our cycle, where we can find it uh, harder to recover, to train hard, to train often. We may need to be more mindful. We really just need to make sure that we're managing our stress. We're getting enough sleep and we're taking care of that nutrition, that foundation to support our red umbrella. And then we're fueling at those times uh, before and after training. Uh, so we're eating enough to cope with the demands of training. Okay, so a recap. To support the red umbrella, we're going to eat every three or four hours, real whole foods, balanced meals. And then 30 to 60 minutes before training, 10 to 15 grams of quality protein. 30 minutes after training, we want 20 to 25 grams of quality protein. And then we're aiming to drink 40 to 45 mils per kilo of body mass per day for our hydration. Okay, that's it for part one on how to recover well. Part two or the next episode will be on why having a movement and mobility practice is really important to help you recover well from training. If you have any questions, you can connect with me on Instagram at amykatebow. I also write a daily blog. You can sign up on my website, amykatebow.com. Thank you for making the space to listen today. Remember, take the long way home. Bye for now.